G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Wednesdays with Wombat with your host, Toby McKinnon. Welcome back to Trot's Life. And there is something pretty special about freedom. And we'll get into that now, I think, with Terry Howard. Firstly, Terry, mate, uh, how are you? And I'm reluctant to ask this because I know the answer. Whereabouts are you today? I'm up at the Whit Sundays, mate, looking out over the bay. It's a little bit sunny and a bit bruisy, but I'm a bit warmer than you are. You're probably not, actually, because this studio is absolutely piping hot. I'm almost down to me jocks in here, which is a frightening thought. Now, I've got pants on, but it is it is boiling in here today. Someone's done something to the thermometer. Anyway, we'll get out of that at the moment. Now, I've got you on us. I think you're a very unique story in harness racing. I suppose everyone's story is always unique in, in terms of their life and everything, but... Uh, you come from sort of nowhere to train horses, and you do it at a great uh, 18 wins at 13%. It's a fantastic strike rate. Let's go right back to being a boy and going to the showgrounds and tell us all about that to kick your story off with. Well, I reckon from the time I was about 11 or 12, uh, I was attending the showgrounds on Saturday night pretty much by myself. <laughs> by yourself? Um, and, and my mother, mother was a very bad influence on me. Uh, she used to, she used to love me. She loved a bit of a little bit of a better self and loved the trots. And she used to take, pay me ten quid to take my sister, so she could be babysat for the night. So uh, yeah, every Saturday and quite often the trials on Wednesday, I'd make along to those as well. Just loved it. Yeah. Where, where did you live at this yeah. stage? I lived in Strathmore, over in Essendon, so I wasn't too far from the showgrounds. Um, you know, catch a bus or a train was easy. And uh, yeah, it was and so it was, and the trots were big. In those days, like the crowds were like ten, yeah. fifteen thousand on Saturday night at the showgrounds. Yeah. So, so your mum was happy to get a night off from her kids and send them off to a crowd of ten or fifteen thousand by themselves, and you were somewhere between ten and fifteen, and she was just <laughs> happy, happy to take that risk. A different society; it just wouldn't happen now, would it? No, it wouldn't. Uh, mum, mum rang, uh, ran ran TABs. Uh, okay. All her life, so she was she was busy, you know, most evenings and certainly on Saturday nights. So she needed she she I mean, she trusted me to go to the trots. So I used to look after myself pretty well, but she always needed somebody to look after my little sister Mari. So uh, yeah, I'd take Mari along. She was eight or nine, and we'd we'd have a lovely night. And uh, and our arrangement was that if I won, she'd get a ten quid back, and most nights she got it back. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, very good. So how were you, like, did you make some associations and friendships with people that at that time or, you know, maybe those names escape you now? Oh, uh, look, I knew all the big names, of course, as a fan. But yeah. uh, as a young kid, I, I really had some ambition to try and do something. And I went to a couple of lectures that uh, that Harness Racing put on at that time. I remember listening to George Gass 
absolutely fascinated by him, um, you know, lecturing to prospective people who wanted to get into the industry. But as I grew up and, uh, you know, um, moved on in my career and so studies and career and family, it just got a bit too busy and I, I kind of uh, moved away from it. Yeah. So you went into school teaching and we actually, we had a school teacher on uh, in November last year during, uh, I did a show on November and men's mental health and, uh, his name Ian Campbell, who's a trainer up at uh, Mildura Way, and he he talked in depth a bit about uh, school teaching and the pressure and the stresses involved. And you weren't just a school teacher; you went right through to a principal, I believe. Yeah, I was a principal for about twenty years out in the uh, northern yeah. suburbs, and yeah, occupied a couple of fairly uh, stressful stressful positions for sure. Um, yeah, but I had a good career, enjoyed every minute of it. You know, it's a, teaching is a very good thing. You. You you know you are doing a good thing, particularly in tough areas, and uh, to see uh, the results that come out of it is is quite satisfying. Trevor Monk up in Bendigo was a school principal, also I understand. Yeah, okay. I don't know Trevor, didn't know Trevor that well, but I knew his son who was a farrier. But yeah, Trevor Monk was a pretty prominent principal uh, back in the day as well. Is there something that crosses over between teaching kids and training a horse, as as sensible and as crazy as that sounds? <laughs> There are some remarkable similarities, and it's about the way you treat horses. Kids and horses are the same. You treat them nicely and with respect. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll be very ready learners. Uh, you know, I've got a great line, of course. Always people ask me, you know, well, what's it like, you know, moving from education? And I say, well, it's not. I just, I'm just teaching horses now instead of kids. I said, and it's better because the horses don't answer back. And their parents never never come to complain. So that's that's my one liner, Tony. That's Toby that I always use. Yeah. So the, you but have... very similar. I mean, yeah, yeah. will react uh, will react to kindness and respect. Yep. And so will kids, no, no doubt, in general. Well, that's just human nature, isn't it? So yeah, it makes it all makes yep. perfect yep. sense. But I suppose sometimes in the moment, some people do forget it. Some people, what, sorry, didn't catch that. In, in the moment, some people do forget it, you know, and, and can get frustrated at something, oh, yeah. you know, but um, you, you've, you've had yeah. a lot of trading yeah. in it and to get to principal. Yeah. Yeah, but if you get frustrated, you know, with either kids or horses, uh, nobody wins. I mean, the horse uh, the horse won't, won't uh, change its habit, but it's whatever it's doing wrong. You've just yeah. got to be patient. And the best, the best trainers, the best horse breakers, you know, Glenn Hunter's broken all my horses, uh, they're just patient and and kind, and they never get frustrated. And you can just t- see the results in the horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glenn is unflappable. I know that he's amazing man. But and he's absolutely and, so calm. Yeah, and yeah. he's and clearly uh, that was bred into him because Chris is uh, probably just one level above in the unflappable stakes. Exactly the same, correct? Yeah, <laughs> or or even better, as you say, even calmer. Yeah. So. You finish up school teaching, do you? And um, what, what, what does a retired school teacher normally do? Play golf, um, have glasses of red yeah. wine, have holidays on the Whit Sundays. I'm not sure what school teachers do in there. <laughs> a normal, a normal ex-principal. What does a normal ex-principal do? And and then at what point did you say, you know what? I love the showgrounds and I loved harness racing. I can have a crack at this. Yeah, well, look, I retired in uh, 2013 and uh, and I was doing a lot of those things that you just mentioned, particularly playing golf. I'm a member at Rosanna Golf Course <laughs> and I was playing about three times a week, but it wasn't really uh, 
wasn't really doing it for me in my time. I mean, I love I love the, my friends at the golf club and so on, but uh, I needed something else to keep me uh, keep me interested. And I heard a, an advertisement on uh, on nine two seven from um, the Bendigo Harness Racing Training Centre who were running stable hands courses yeah. at Bendigo, yeah. and I thought. I'll have a crack at that. I've got plenty of time. My wife's still working full time. So, uh, yeah, I went up there. I, I gave him a ring and we negotiated. I said, you know, do you want an old codger up there amongst all those young kids? And, yes. Yeah, and I, um, Lee Graham and all those people were quite quite happy to have me up there. So I went up there three or four days a week um, and got my stable hands. Of course, I absolutely loved it. So I got keener and keener as I went through that. 12 month course and uh, yeah fin- and I finished up quite a few horses before I'd finished up there <laughs> so uh, yeah that, and that was a great course and you know Roman Pocock and so on taught me lots uh, one of my fellow classmates Scott Rains yep um, lovely guy. who was a fellow student but but he knew a lot he was a, he's a very good horse and he knew a lot about horses long before he went did that course so he taught me a lot you know alongside and we're still great friends Scott and I yeah I so, don't encourage anybody to uh, pursue that sort of thing. So Martin Hartnett has a bit of a dispersal sale and wants to get, get rid of a few horses, maybe the bottom end sort of horses to him and, and his lots. And uh, you wandered along and thought, well, a couple of these will, will do me to learn with. And um, I don't think you trained them in your own right initially, but you, 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 Michael Hughes did. And I had no doubt you were there learning with Michael Hughes as well. Yeah, yeah. So I went to a to a clearance sale, not with the intention of buying a horse, um, <laughs> just for a bit of fun. So I went with a, went with a few other guys, oh, yeah. and this little filly came came through the the ring, uh, Illawong Libby, uh, who had won her previous two starts at Mildura, and I had watched her win. I thought, what a nice little mare, lovely pacing action, um, and she looked to have a nice nature when I looked at her walking around, and nobody wanted to buy her. Like the bid got to two thousand, and there was really no. No bidders, and next minute I, I, I sensed my hand going up, and uh, so I finished up purchasing her for about two thousand. Um, you know, not not much really. Pretty interesting though, because I didn't really even own a horse float at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we, we eventually took her off Martin's hands, and Scott Rains actually trained her for the oh, first yeah. uh, three or four months. I had I had her, but then when I I thought I've got to bring my horses closer to home, back to Melbourne, so. I made some inquiries down at Cranbourne uh, about their harness training centre. Asked if anybody want a hand. Mick, Mick Hughes said he'd, he'd like a hand, you know, with his horses. So I've, I basically worked with Mick for 12 or 18 months very closely, and he trained him along Libby early days. I took her over, training her, I don't know, late 2014, 15, something like that. Um, but I learned a lot of Mick, a terrific fella and a great friend, um, great horseman. And he had a few. He had a win or two from, with my horses, but uh, yeah, I won. But I finished up winning three or four horses, uh, races with Illawong Libby. But she has. She looks like she's going to be a terrific broodmare because yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've given half of her to my barrier, Matt Martin, who's, who's been also a great friend and support, and we have been sharing her foals, and she's had two so far. Um, and the first one was a pretty good filly called Have You Met Daisy. Yep. Um, who might go on and do do some good things uh, later down the track, but she had plenty of ability. And her second foal is Rosanna Rebel, named after my golfing mates and so on. Um, and he's he's pretty smart as well. So 
that little purchase at uh, Martin's clearance sale has turned out to be uh, pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are you golf mates? Why does Rebel associate your golf mates? Well, all of my horses that I've bred and, you know, I've had, what, seven or eight horses or something. The ones that I've bred and named, I've always put Rosanna in them because to start off with, in, in fact, all of them have had my Rosanna golf mates involved in the partnership. My great friend Peter Kendall is in, uh, is in Rosanna Rebel. But I just thought, you know, I'd just like to have my horses associated with uh, where I live and my golf club that I get a lot of pleasure out of. Yep. And I just put uh, Rebel on the end or Raider. I had a good, smart filly, Rosanna Raider. She won five or six for me. Yep. Uh, and Rosanna Lindy, good trotter. Yeah. Yep. So, so I just, that's just my brand, Rosanna. <laughs> Rosanna's the brand. Rebel is uh, the golf mates, maybe. And Raider and Lindy, I'm not sure where they came from, either those words. But so, yeah, you've had those two Illawong horses and they got you going. Illawong Libby, Illawong Lord. They, they won seven or eight between them. And then in 2017, Raider and Lindy came along. And by now, you're definitely training for yourself. And. You wanted to have a crack at a trotter as well, was it, or why a trotter? Is it? it did you want to experience well, the difference? The trotter, well, yeah. So a lot of the, lot of the my good friends down at Cranbourne, David Scott, and those people uh, yeah. were in, heavily into trotters. Yeah. And Mick yeah. Hughes is a very good trainer of trotters. And I thought, well, here I am working with Mick Hughes. I'd be silly, yeah, not to uh, not to get a hold of a trotter and see if I can learn something from him and and maybe have a bit of success. And Rosanna Lindy turned out to be a very smart trotter. I don't reckon we ever really saw the best of her because she had a few problems uh, in the in the hocks and so on. Uh, and she's she's in uh, she's in foal now to um, Sky Valley uh, for a friend of mine, Phil Avery. Um, but she was a very good trotter. So I was lucky again. You know, I just went to the sales with Mick and I saw this lovely looking uh, big mare on sale. Uh, and I said to Mick, and, and she went through the ring first or second. And I'm standing next to Mick, and and again, like there was hardly any bids for it, about four or five thousand. I said to Mick, "That's she's cheap, isn't she?" And Mick says, "Yeah, buy her," which I did. Yeah, and I had, you know, we made Group One finals with her. And yeah, she was a quick trotter. Yeah, spent some time at Conroy's yeah. too. What, no, what? Yeah, had a lot, of, had a lot of fun with her. Yeah, yeah spent some time yeah, well, at Conroy's. Look, she, had a, she did. Uh, I had. A, she had a lot of ability, but she was pretty very risky early in her career, and I just decided that maybe a change of scenery for a couple of months might help her, and it did. Um, so when I she went to um, Conroy's for about three months, something like that. Yeah. They managed to win a race with her, uh, and she came back trotting very solid, and she just went, uh, you know, she went uh, from some uh, better and better after that. Um, yeah, yeah, bit of grounding, yeah, a bit of difference. Putting some really good performances. Ta, 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 yeah, ta, yeah. The very solid after that. The the breeding thing again, like it's interesting. You come into the sport, you've you've got a pace, you've got a trainer, you've worked as a stable hand, you've trained them, uh, you, and you've bred from them. It's almost like you've tried to have a go at everything you possibly can. And as you've said, with great success, have you met Daisy and? <laughs> Rosanna Rebel now, two starts for two wins. So was that it? You're just trying to grab every experience you can? I'm 71, Toby. So I've got a bit of, fair bit in before the end. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the breeding side of it, the breeding side of it has always interested me. I'm always yeah. I'm far more interested in breeding a horse and bringing it up as a, as a baby than I am in 
taking over somebody's tried and true trotter. I mean, I I bought it along Libby because just to to learn on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she turned out to be a handy little mare, even so. But you get a lot of pleasure bringing them up uh, from uh, you know from being born as foals and so on, and breaking in and so on. Glenn Hunter's helped me with all that. Um, Matthew Martin has been a tremendous support um, for me. My he's a terrific farrier for a start off, and uh, he's helped me with looking after my horses when they're spelling and so on. And I'm I love sharing. Uh, sharing the breeding side of things with, with Matt because he's really into it as well. Now, he's galloped. <laughs> he's had the two starts with two wins. I was at the trials at Cranbourne, and uh, I, I know I've, I've been getting the whispers. This horse goes good. It goes good. How are you, Rick Cashman? Um, and he gallops for 250 <laughs> metres to go for absolutely... Yeah, yeah, a great mate. I'll get the record later. Yeah, yeah. But he gallops for 250 metres to go for absolutely no reason. Finished the trial off really well. I think ran second in the trial. Then goes to Kilmore. And it was almost step by step around that final bend. Galloped in the exact same spot, but knuckled down and still won the race. Do you know why uh, the yeah. Rebel is being rebellious on that last corner? That's uh, that's got a lot to do with his name, Toby. You know, like <laughs> he does things his own way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and causes me to have cardiac issues. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have no idea, and Greg has no idea. Um, I, I reckon we're hoping it's just a matter of tightening up the, the hobbles a notch or two, and we, we put elastic on him uh, to go to Kilmore. Thought thought that that would do the trick, but maybe the elastic weren't tight enough. It's um, quite amazing the way he gallops, then gathers himself up, and then takes off again. I, I haven't seen too many horses do that. Uh, it's quite extraordinary. So if he paces all the way, look out. He's <laughs> it, it, like a high jump. You know how the high jumpers take a couple of steps back but before we they we set off? Set up, I, I have, yeah, well, it's almost like he's looking around to say, well, where are you? you know, yeah. Come on. <laughs> and. You know, I'll give you a chance, and and when he when I get when he gets amongst it, and they're right, they're either side of him or away he goes. Um, it's uh, but it's not it's not good for your health when you have to watch it. <laughs> anyway, we're lining up. I'm giving him another little break now because I I would love to have a crack at the uh, the platinum yep. spread, and um, of course he's up to about nine and a half grand or something like that in stake money. Uh, so I've got to keep him below oh, yeah. ten to be uh, to to be eligible for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I don't want to race him as an early as a two-year-old. He's done twenty as a two-year-old, so I don't, I don't want to over-race him anyway. And there's a series of good races after that that we can have a go at. So hopefully he's he's up to that. But even if he's you know even if he's not up to it, uh, it'll be a lot of fun chasing them anyway. So my, my final question, and it's going to summarise this chat a little bit. Yeah, ten ten years ago you decided to get into harness racing. And you've named names, Lee Graham, uh, Scott Rains, Phil Ellery, Mick Hughes, David Scott, Matt Martin, Glenn Hunter, Rick Cashman. I'm sure there's a long list of people and you, you, you refer to them all as good friends, great mates. Uh, I think more than anything, harness racing's given you not just experiences with the horse yeah. flesh, well, but Cash with people. And I'd like to say something about Cranbourne Harness Racing Training Centre as well. Yep. Um, to go down there every morning is a pleasure. And, you know, there's some big names down there now. Like, you know, Noel Alexander and Joan Davies, Scotty Ewan, 
Um, the Jamison boys from New Zealand have just arrived. And whilst I've got a close group of mates, you know, Rick Cashman's been a tremendous support, and Max Cavey and uh, those guys, any one of those people I've just mentioned will, will take time to help you, give you advice. So I've got a panel of experts, you know, advising yeah. me yeah. Uh, about training, uh, training horses. And, it, and, it's, and, and I consider them all friends as well. It's great to go down and have a cup of tea with them. You know, it's, it's yeah. just nice. So anybody who is, anybody who is considering wanting to get into uh, horses, make, you know, make a few inquiries about Stable Hands course. The, the Cranbourne Centre uh, is looking to establish a training uh, course out of out of Cranston, hopefully within the next 12 months. Um, but even so, you know, there are other courses available to you. And uh, here I am, never put a hand on a horse till I was, what, 62? And uh, training training a couple of winners. So, yeah, I'd encourage anybody with who loves horses and who loves racing, have a crack at it. It's quite possible. 18 wins at 13% since turning your hand to it with horses in your name and, and plenty more other winners that you've owned with uh, Mick and Anne-Marie winning one for you as well. And Terry, mate, great chat, fantastic chat and uh, loved hearing your story. And, and it is a bit unique and it's a bit similar to, to some others as well. And just quickly off the text, Trevor Monk was my high school principal for a bit. I always thought Trevor was probably the only school principal walking around school on Fridays with the Trotting Weekly hanging out of his back pocket, but maybe not after hearing about Terry Howard. And that sums it up pretty well. Terry, enjoy the rest of the Wit Sundays, mate. We're a little bit envious and uh, looking forward to seeing Rosanna Rebel in the Platinum early next year. Nice to, well, actually, no, it's in October, Toby. So, oh, it's um, October. Yes, it's about six, seven weeks ago away. Oh, yeah. very, very good. All right, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. And thanks again, mate, for yeah. coming on. Yeah, yeah. So, no, a pleasure to chat. Enjoyed it. Very good. There is Terry Howard. And what an interesting and unique story. I've been really enjoying these sort of longer Wednesday 20-odd-minute chats and uh, that might inspire a few people to uh, take the next step if they're thinking about it. And if Cranbourne Harness Racing Club are listening, please, please do something about that stable hand uh, course because whether it's one or two or three or 20 people a year, it's all well worth it and it just creates so many friendships and relationships between people within the industry. Let's get a breakaway as we're not too far off the 12.30 news.